I've always enjoyed going on bold adventures, sometimes a bit crazy. The first one I can remember was when it was the summer after my freshman year in college, and I was over in England for the summer. I spent the first part of the summer working in a pub in central London, and then used the money I saved up to travel all around England and see different things. But the boldest adventure, the boldest journey I went on, was when I decided a couple years ago to head over to Nigeria. Now, if you've never been to Nigeria, Nigeria is not a country that's set up for tourists. It's also a place uh, where I didn't know anybody, and at the time, they were having violence in the north of the country with Boko Haram. But then again, why not go on a bold adventure? Bold ventures, of course, come in many shapes and sizes. Uh, When I was working as a chaplain at Harvard, I remember talking with one of the students who had a bold idea. Uh, He was someone who, like many of the students, volunteered at the Harvard Square Homeless Shelter. Harvard runs the only entirely student-run homeless shelter in the United States. And even with all the beds that they had in the homeless shelter, there were never enough beds to house all the people who needed it. So in the wintertime, there are a lot of people who have to sleep on the streets. And Robbie, as he was walking through Harvard Square and seeing some of the people asking him for money, couldn't help but notice that in the middle of the square, just beyond, is a very large green space, a common space, uh, a large green common, not unusual, uh, especially in parts of New England. And Robbie had an idea, old idea. Here he was as a student at Harvard College, and he said, why isn't it possible to have the people who needed shelter to be able to set up tents and during the wintertime sleep on Cambridge Common? The other day I was uh, online looking up news sources and I saw an advertisement for a, uh, for a new movie called Silence. Uh, it just came out. I don't know if anyone's had a chance to see it. And Silence, as I, clipped, as I uh, pushed uh, play on the trailer clip, is about missionaries in the 17th century to Japan, Jesuit missionaries. And it reminded me of all the bold ventures that Christians have been involved in over the last 2,000 years. If there's one thing that's defined Christianity, it's the willingness to embark on a bold venture. I see the three astrologers sitting in a coffee shop on the east side of Persepolis in Persia. There they are enjoying their normal Monday morning coffee, catching up on the events of the weekend. Casper, <clears throat> Casper, the oldest of the three, says that he had seen a star uh, in his astrology, a star that, that portended the birth of a new king. And indeed, uh, after he was describing what this looked like, uh, Melchior said, yeah, he had seen the same star, and, and, and that star to him had spoken of a great change, a change not only for those people, but for all people. And then the youngest, Belfazar, spoke up and said, you know, my star said, we just, it's time to go on a journey. So as they were finishing their last cup of joe and thinking about what this might said, they said, well, why don't we just, why don't we go there? Why don't we go on this crazy trip to follow this star and see where it ends? After all, isn't life about bold journeys and bold ventures? In my time in Nigeria, I had a lot of neat experiences, 
And one thing that I continue to wrestle with as I talked with people in different parts of the country was uh, the amount of corruption that everyone seemed to talk about. Uh, unlike in some countries, corruption in Nigeria is a way of life, and, and the average person on the street would freely talk about it. And one day I was walking in Lagos, the largest city, uh, in a place called Victoria Island, uh, down by the water. And as I was walking by, I noticed on my left this, this huge, beautiful building that was the headquarters for Forte Oil. Now, Forte Oil is the largest producer of diesel fuel in Nigeria for domestic consumption. And someone, the reason why it struck me is because one of my friends had told me uh, that the head of Forte Oil supposedly paid off the power companies to periodically shut off the power in the country. And you might ask yourself, why on earth would they do that? Well, when the power gets shut off, people have to rely on their generators. And if there's one thing that generators need, it's diesel fuel. So if you're the larger produ largest producer of diesel fuel, it is in your best interest to make sure those diesel generators are running. And when you look at the headquarters of Forte Oil, uh, parked right out front in, in, in the lagoon that gives Lagos its name, parked right out front in the lagoon are these huge, like, 80-foot yachts. I mean, the biggest luxury yachts you've seen, and they're parked bow to bow right there, almost saying to all of Lagos, look at us, you can't do anything about it. I was so taken by this site that I decided to take out my brand new iPhone 5S, which has a nice camera on it, and I sat there and I'm like, this is too good a picture. So I snapped a picture. Next thing I know, I had two armed guards uh, coming up to me. Now these are people armed with AK-47s, and I had never come in contact with someone uh, brandishing a machine gun, or at least a, a semi-automatic weapon, uh, near my person. I was intimidated, to say the least. Uh, they said, you know, you're not allowed to take pictures here. And I said, well, I'm on, I'm on uh, public property. And then they pointed to this small sign. I mean, the sign must have been this high up that said, no photographs. <laughs> and they said, we need to confiscate your phone. And they took my phone right out of my hand, my brand new iPhone 5S. And I started to complain, and they said, we're going to have to take you down and arrest you. I have to say... Having uh, grown up in the United States, I had not run into law enforcement very often, and I was about as intimidated by a show of power as I have ever been in my life. Robbie Ross uh, went about uh, trying to find people who could give him tents and sleeping bags for his project on Cambridge Common. And after asking around, he was able to find uh, he was able to find some people who were willing to donate some money and people who had some uh, extra supplies. So at least he had that, pit, that part sorted out. And then he started asking people what the next steps were, and someone said, well, you have to go to Cambridge City Hall in order to sort this out. So one day, Robbie went down to Cambridge City Hall, and again, something that he had not done before, and he had went in there, and someone ushered him into a room, and he walked into this room with these big wooden desks and people in suits, and he said, well, you know, I really want to do this project. I want to help the homeless people of Cambridge have a place to sleep out. Back at him, and they said, uh, he said, well, why not? And he, they said, well, uh, it would damage the grass. Bobby sat there and thought about it for a moment and then made his argument back, and they said, sorry, the answer is no. So he slurped off, defeated. 
trying to think of what it was like for Casper, Melchior, and Balthazar as they walked into Jerusalem. Jerusalem at that time was at the height of the reign of Herod the Great. Herod was someone who was known for his big building projects. The temple in Jerusalem had been greatly expanded by Herod. He had built a brand new palace for himself. Everywhere you looked, there were marks of his royal power and authority. The star had led them here. So the three astrologers went to the palace and they said, we have come to pay homage to the newly born king of the Jews. The guards, a little bit startled, decided to pass the word on up. And before they knew it, they were standing in the throne room of Herod himself. They repeated their question to Herod. We're we're here to pay homage to the newborn king of the Jews. They must have thought it was a relative of Herod's or that this baby was around somewhere. Herod took leave of them for a moment and consulted with his advisors and then came back and pulled the three astrologers into his private space. Smiled and sat down with them and said, you know, how about you go, uh, you go find this baby. My advisors say that he's in Bethlehem of Judea. That, after all, is the city of David. And when you go find him, you, you come on back to me. I'll take care of you. I'll make sure everything is all right. After all, this is my country. When I was standing there outside the headquarters of Forte Oil, I was a little nervous. And then I looked over to my left, and I saw something out of the corner of my eye. It was an American flag. You see, this part of Victoria Island, it's where back when Lagos had been the capital city, this is where all the embassies, the foreign embassies, had their quarters. And it turned out that the facility that Forte Oil had had been, I think it was the old Italian consulate that they had bought, that they had purchased and turned into their headquarters. But what it meant was that two doors down, much to my delight, was the American consulate. Seeing that, I immediately had an idea. I said to these uh, two guards threatening to arrest me, well, why don't we go to the American consulate and ask them to help negotiate this situation? They said, oh, you're welcome to go there on your own. We'll be here with your phone when you get back. I thought that might be a bad idea. Then it occurred to me that maybe they were looking for some kind of a bribe to get my phone back. And I didn't exactly have a lot of cash on hand. And I'm I'm not used to bribing officials, so I didn't really know how to go about it. So instead, I decided to start making a scene, uh, get very loud, and start yelling at these guards that they are trying to steal my property. Uh, thankfully, within a few moments, an executive from, or not executive, but someone from Forte Oil showed up in a nice-looking suit and asked what the situation was. I explained the situation, and he took the phone from the soldiers, watched me erase the photos. I quickly put my phone in my hand and bolted out of there as fast as I possibly could. And as I was walking away, it struck me. Something that I hadn't actually realized, stupid as I was, shows how naive I was, that as a white American in Nigeria... I actually had a lot more power than I realized. Robbie Ross did not get the permission he wanted to turn Cambridge Common into a place where people could sleep. But he decided to take things into his own hands. After all, he was an American, 
and we live in democracy. So Robbie took a video camera and he interviewed people on the streets of Cambridge Common and he asked them whether they thought it was a good idea to be able to allow people without a home to camp on Cambridge Common during the winter months. And person after person said yes. He even went so far as to take a piece of grass from Cambridge Common and said, do you think this grass is more significant than a, people, than a person finding a place to sleep? And of course, every person said no. He even went out and had these t-shirts made in bright red. These bright red t-shirts in huge white letters across them that said, suits suck. And he wore this t-shirt. He wore these different t-shirts around the Harvard campus for the next several weeks. And whenever anyone would ask him why he was wearing the t-shirt, he, he told them exactly why he was wearing the t-shirt and then asked them to see his YouTube video online. Now, Robbie didn't change the mind of those Cambridge uh, city bureaucrats. But I do think in that incident, a new activist was born. After the three astrologers had given their gifts to the baby Jesus, shared the gifts that they had brought of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, they stood outside the house and began to head back home. Balthazar said, well, it's time that we head to Jerusalem and tell Herod what we'd seen. Melchior said, I don't know if that's a good idea, but then again, there'll be guards along the roads. Herod's king, what options do we really have? Boss. That's when Casper spoke up and said, you know, I, I had a dream last night. The dream told me that, uh, that we should take a different path home. Like you said, is, is that really possible? Casper's like, he might be king, doesn't have eyes everywhere. So they packed up all their donkeys. They headed off east rather than Jerusalem. Found their way home by another way. 